1: So on this week's Get to Know, we are very excited to have in the studio Akira Peck or Pek Soong-Uk. He's a professional snowboarder turned award-winning chef, recently awarded Michelin star for his first restaurant in Korea. He's known for his bold and creative interpretations of Asian fare with American influences, or vice versa, and he's bringing his passion for adventure, travel, and culinary exploration to the Korean audience as an homage to his roots. Welcome, Sung uk Hi, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. I know you have a really tight schedule, right?
0: Yeah, a little bit tight, but yeah, <laughs> I love it. Thank you.
1: Okay. So, um, for most of our listeners, I'm sure they're familiar with you as a, as a chef mm-hmm. and your restaurant success, but you started out as a professional snowboarder. So, tell us a little bit about that and how, I mean, were you born here? Tell us a little about your you know, background. Actually,
0: when I was in Korea, mm-hmm. I actually played baseball. So, a lot of people know 서장훈 as a mm-hmm. 농구 선수.
1: Right. Basketball. But we uh-huh. u-
0: used to uh, play baseball together.
1: This was in what? High school or Yeah, or when I was school?
0: young. Yeah, very young. Okay,
1: so, so you were born in Korea. Yeah, born and raised, raised Korea. in Korea. Yep. You played some baseball. Yep, in 학교, yeah, uh-huh. in Yeah, And then,
0: uh, uh, 중학교, I moved to... Uh, you said
1: kumin학교. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's just yeah, age yeah, yeah, two. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, way back in the days. Right, yeah, yeah. Then I, I moved to uh, Aspen, Colorado. I never want to be a snowboarder, actually.
1: You moved to Aspen when you were in middle uh, school
0: or high school? Yeah, when Jugaksen uh, One. Middle school. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. middle school. So the, our family decided to go to Aspen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I actually supposed to go to Japan to study baseball. Uh-huh. But my father uh, played a girl f- curve on me, said, uh-huh. hey, let's move to Aspen. <laughs> and I saw these people have a white hair, mm-hmm. you know, or blue hair, red hair, and they, they look so cool. So I was like, man, I want to be friends with these people, Mm -hmm. but I got to figure out how to speak English. Uh But I couldn't learn really fast enough. Mm -hmm. So I just watched them, what they do. I saw them doing skateboarding and snowboarding. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, let me try this sports. So lucky enough that I was a sports person since young, I picked up snowboarding really fast. Mm -hmm. Then I become friends with them. So that's the reason why I actually did snowboarding because I couldn't speak English Mm -hmm. and I want to be cool.
1: And you want to fit in, yeah, just want to fit in. So I
0: wear baggy pants. I, you know, I bleach my hair, blonde, white, blue, yeah, whatever the name. I done it all, and then I travel with these guys.
1: And obviously, you did very well. You did this professionally for a while.
0: Mm -hmm. I used to come to Korea actually too at Mm -hmm. Phoenix Park. I used to uh, teach the people, and lucky enough, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I travel everywhere and just snowboard and just have fun.
1: Well, as you know, you know, we're hosting the Winter Games soon. I mean, did you think maybe a medal or did you dream of making it to the Olympic stage?
0: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. But I, there was actually the trial for Olympic team in Korea Mm -hmm. back in the days, Mm -hmm. but... I realized that's not for me because I did it sports because I want to be just fun and cool. Mm. I realized it's not for me anymore. Okay, it was just a little bit too intense, it's, the training. It's, and- yeah, it's be- becoming way too crazy. And okay. I, again, I just did it for fun.
1: All right. So from the thrill of the slope, snowboarding, and then suddenly cooking, becoming a chef, complete turnaround. How did that happen?
0: You know, uh, um, when x Game came up, my sponsor was really pushing me different mm-hmm. level mm-hmm. and again I always keep saying that I want to do the, this for fun right so I want to do something different and when I was young there was a restaurant that I used to go a lot just not because I like to eat mm-hmm. believe it or not I couldn't eat actually raw fish until I was 20 years old
1: Wow! So, but I used surprising. to go to a Japanese
0: restaurant uh-huh. just because this guy is a really cool guy his name is Kenichi uh-huh. so I was like hey you know um, I want to be like you
1: so, you went there, not because of the food, but because absolutely of the sky. not, yeah, the owner, yeah. okay,
0: so I think this guy was the coolest guy I ever met and <laughs> the most craziest guy I ever met in my life. He was so intense in the kitchen, mm-hmm. but you know, I just had to do it just because I don't want to quit, mm-hmm. you know, I, when I always start cooking, my parents are really a little bit mad because my father wanted me to take over his business because mm. they let me do everything whatever I want to do, you right. know, we're just thinking about. Can you imagine you move to Aspen, Colorado, and your kid has a just every day have a different color, right?
1: <laughs> Colored yeah. hair. And just
0: all crazy looking, nose pierced, uh-huh. earring, all that.
1: And they're thinking that one day he'll yeah. come to a census and continue the family yeah. business. And yeah. then you say, no, I'm going into the kitchen. Exactly. <laughs>
0: and they're like, what? What are you doing? Uh-huh. Where are you going to work? I was like, I think they're a Japanese restaurant. I was like, Oh, now you're going to cook Japanese restaurant. I was like, yeah, I guess.
1: I mean, not even a Korean restaurant, but a Japanese restaurant because of the personality of the chef owner. Okay. So you went into the kitchen and, you know, I think most people know it's very intense. It's a lot of hard work. And I think Japanese restaurants even, you know, they really want exact precision and skills. So obviously it would not have been easy. Did you think about, oh, this is my thing right away? Or did you, oh, maybe this is not it.
0: You know, I actually hated it for four years. (laughs) For four years? I hated it. But you stuck it out for four years. I hated every single thing. Uh And, you know, if you see, I mean, audience cannot see my hand right now, but you can see my hand is Mm -hmm. really, really pretty. It's like awesome, <laughs> most yeah. sexiest you know, hand ever. Okay,
1: so Sumuk is not the most modest person, but I can vouch he has very nice sort of white, long fingers and very okay, yeah. very nice looking hand. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. will so acknowledge that. You can yeah. see
0: this hand used to be more pretty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow, I can't imagine how pretty it was. But so anyway, so yeah,
0: like, I, I, you know the water is really cold there. Yes, and so you get blister a lot. And I never actually ever held knife. Uh. So it was mostly. Even prepping, even to the kitchen doing oh, it was the worse. dishwashing. Yep. I actually did for seven years I cut vegetable wow. and cooked the rice. Just like old school way. Mm-hmm. And every day I got told I'm not really talented. Uh huh. In and a mean yet, way.
1: And yet you stuck it out? Is this like the, the athlete in you that you just I'm gonna get better one day, I'm gonna you know, you know prove I,
0: them wrong. I did it just because my father was mad at me. <laughs> Okay. And I do not want my father to go, I told you so. Uh, so I bit my tongue, I did it. I'm okay. a very, very strong person. Got it. When I started, actually, I cry a lot.
1: All right. So you hated it for four years. After four years, you started loving it, it? After
0: that, I loved it. Like, it's just right away. It's just I noticed there's so many different freedoms that you can really do something out mm-hmm. of it. So I started really falling in love with it.
1: Hmm. And this is when you started eating raw food, yep. raw fish, Actually, I yep. guess.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> you enjoyed
1: that first <laughs> yeah, experience Yeah, too? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So from your humble beginnings then, working at a Japanese restaurant, you obviously had a lot of experience and training there. And then what happened? You started branching out, right? How did you make that move to your own restaurant?
0: You know, uh, um, I was become youngest exec chef for uh, Nobu Matsuhita. And then after that... uh, Hold on.
1: Just let's go back a little bit, though. You were working uh, for this local restaurant. In Aspen.
0: Right. Yeah. And And after that, I uh travel. I travel a lot, actually. Uh So, you know, in America, in a sense, I'm actually a bad person. I use my name, Sam, Steve, whatever your name, I did it because I want to learn. So Mm. one time in California, I worked in almost 65 restaurants, all different names. Using
1: different yes. fake names. Yes. Oh.
0: Can you say this? Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I did <laughs> <it's> it. <laughs> but I can say it because I didn't get paid. Oh. I just want to learn. Mm-hmm. So I told them I want to learn. Okay. But they never knew that some, some restaurant, I only stay one day or two days. Wow. So I just travel, bad travel, travel. Yeah, bad employee. Yeah, bad. Really bad. Worst employee. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So but karma you, is coming back to but me. But you obviously
1: got a lot of experience. And then... But somehow you managed to make, Nobu is very, very famous, very yeah. prestigious restaurant. How did you go from all those restaurants, one or two day stints, and so then to all, Nobu?
0: So all these uh, uh, traveling, I got a call. I sent two guys I know. Um, they start working at Nobu, but they're snowboarding, mm-hmm. and I guess they got hurt. So the owner called me and said, hey, you know, the two people you recommended, they're great, but they got hurt. Mm-hmm. It's winter season, I need help. Mm-hmm. So, I called the restaurant I used to work before. I was like, hey, they need help. Can I go? Because it's w- only one block. Espen is very small. Okay. And he gave me a blessing, so I, was, I went there. Then after that, just got lucky, 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 then become head.
1: Okay. Now, I am seeing a little modesty on your report. So Obviously, it was a it wasn't just chance i don't think it was just luck you you did you paid your dues with those 7 or 8 years in the initial japanese restaurant that you cha- trained under and then by gaining all this experience at these dozens of restaurants that obviously helped you um to get to that executive sort of chef level but again nobu i mean that's big that's major did you feel that you were over your head? I mean, or did you think, yeah, I can do this. You know, I've been at all these different restaurants. Yeah, no, no Yeah, sweat. you know,
0: I was young. Uh-huh. So back then, I really didn't care. I was like, yeah, I can do it. If I actually say, if I get this opportunity again, I think I'll be like really nervous. Uh, but timing was just perfect because mm-hmm. I was young and hungry. Uh-huh. So I was like, yeah, why not? I can do this easily.
1: Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's due to your athlete background. I mean, do you see any similarities between snowboarding and also working in the kitchen as well? Yes, yeah,
0: snowboarding, you know, playing sports all my life, it's really helping. Because the first in the kitchen is all about teamwork. Mm-hmm. And the other one is the physical. It's, you know, we actually go to uh, a restaurant 8 in the morning and mm-hmm. then we're done at 12. Or and 1 you're on your
1: feet almost all that Every time, Every
0: day, right? yep. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very physical sports.
1: Coordination—you need yep. coordination as well. Yeah,
0: and it's very uh, active. You move around, you know, and you and can-
1: the discipline too, right? I mean, being an athlete, it just takes hours and hours and hours of putting in the same moves and ex- practicing. And obviously, for to become a chef, yep. you need that as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's all about passion—like mm-hmm. how much you want it, mm-hmm. how much you love it. Right.
1: But when you're an executive chef, you also need to be very creative. You need to come up with new dishes. Um, how did you find the inspiration for that? The creative side.
0: You know, I, I think I got really lucky again. Like, I born and raised in Korea, mm-hmm. and then I moved there to uh, Aspen. So when I moved, there was no, pretty much only two Asians. That's it. Besides it's like your a, family. So it's like a uh-huh. snow white. <laughs> it's all white people. So they're scared of me. I'm scared of them. Okay. So that was really helping me a lot because I really adopt American culture really fast. But my palate is Korean, so mm-hmm. I cannot really deny that. But I train Japanese, so all these things merge together in my tongue. Were you mostly
1: eating Korean food at home then?
0: Yes, because my father has to eat Korean food.
1: <laughs> Even in the morning No matter what. Yeah, yeah. Soup,
0: all that stuff. All right.
1: And your mother, obviously, is a very good yep. cook then? Yeah, awesome
0: cooks. Okay, yeah.
1: So, when you started, like, being able to dictate what you want to cook in the, whether it's your own restaurant or at Nobu and you have some say in what goes on the menu, did you bring those Korean influences? I mean, obviously your training was in Japanese food, but did you start bringing in the Korean influence into your menu?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I used a lot of, uh, chojang first. Mm-hmm. And then, um, back then the chojang, the feedback was pretty negative
1: 초jang uh, the, the gochujang the chili yeah, gochujang, and the paste and a little garlic and vinegar okay
0: the, the typical how you know Korean people eat the raw fish right so I I used to serve that 25 years ago
1: mm.
0: now 100% people love it yeah. like uh, Toronto the, the restaurant just uh-huh. opened number one sales is Jeju Domi with Chojang.
1: Right. So the Chojang is like the vinegary, sort mm-hmm. of Swedish yeah. uh, chili sauce that yeah. you typically serve yeah.
0: with the raw fish. Mm-hmm. And then they use, some people use a splash of uh, 7-Up or Coca-Cola. <laughs> so I actually used it because uh-huh. it remind me of Korea. Okay.
1: So you were at Nobu for how many years then?
0: Uh four years, so about four years. Four years. Yeah. And then
1: after that is when you branched out and you yes. created your own uh-huh. restaurant. Yeah. Tell us about that.
0: Yeah, so after that I went to Bellagio. Mm-hmm. You know, I got a call from this hotel. They're like, hey, we got this concept we'd like to do. But they wouldn't let me, you know, tell me what hotel. So they but they keep calling me, you mm-hmm. gotta do this. I was like, No. You get you guys cannot tell me what hotel. Then later they're like, Okay, we we'll give you a hint. You're gonna stay. Uh huh. But we cannot say. Then I went there. I was like, okay, it's a Bellagio. So mm-hmm. I got to take this job.
1: Wow. And it was a Japanese restaurant yes. again. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So, you know, they wanted it pure Japanese. But I approach: let's do a Japanese with Korean essence.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I read also that you bring American influences as well. And maybe some French influence as well. Was that not at Bellagio then? Or? No,
0: actually, the, all my food is merged. So mm-hmm. I right now, the what I like to try to do is me. Mm-hmm. Cause me, I'm Korean, you know, but I'm very Americanized. My palate is very Korean, mm-hmm. very French, very Japanese. Mm-hmm. So I just want to make the food I like to eat. It's kind of sound weird, like oh, it's modern Japanese with the Korean accent. I love to say, actually, this is my food, mm-hmm. but nobody gonna understand.
1: But besides the Japanese end, did you actually receive training in French or Korean?
0: Actually, I I well? started at the Roboshan. Uh, the, he's three Michelin chef. he's right. known okay. yeah, I worked there for a little bit mm-hmm. to see what they're doing but you know it's like a sports. if you're good at something you pick up very fast I mm-hmm. think mm-hmm.
1: so it seems almost that once you began your cooking career you, you really didn't run into any difficulties you just did very well from the very beginning
0: no absolutely not <laughs> like your own there's a- there's, there's always the wall there's always what's the, wall. the wall what's the wall because you know you think you did it right but your food or the standard is not high as what you want so there's always a gap but you have to break the gap mm-hmm. there's always the wall it's not always smooth battle
1: but the but your your guests they have loved it and oh, obviously uh, yeah. that's absolutely. Been driving your, absolutely so you so the wall is your personal satisfaction yeah, you're never yeah. satisfied yeah all right um, so from that first restaurant in Las Vegas mm-hmm. and which is still up and running yep yep um, then you started looking beyond yep. what was the next restaurant after that
0: so after that actually I opened one more in Vegas mm-hmm. then uh, after that the first in Asia was India
1: mm-hmm. again Japanese in yes. mostly yeah uh-huh.
0: so we call you know we opened akira bag first akira bag in India mm-hmm. and after that we opened Singapore you know we're about to open Hanoi I just actually opened in Bangkok mm-hmm. we opened Jakarta you know I I have a two restaurant in Jakarta all that stuff keep coming up. We're like opening like crazy.
1: <laughs> Very well done. And of course, you opened one here in Seoul as well.
0: Yep. Dosa. Yeah.
1: yeah. You don't say dosa, right? It's yeah. dosa. Dosa. <laughs> dosa. Yeah. And you opened this up when? Was it 2016? Was it?
0: Yeah. About, yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: And this is a little different from your other restaurants because it's more, I guess, more focused on the Korean influence. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And you got your Michelin star for that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations! So, is this um, has this influenced you? Then, do you think you'll be, you know, drawing on your Korean roots more in, for future openings, future restaurant? Yeah, openings?
0: absolutely. You know, I actually I opened Korean barbecue just now recently, where and, uh, in Jakarta, uh-huh. and we're opening in San Francisco and Dallas mm-hmm. next year. But Tosa, I always want to do this concept, and again, like old generation Tosa means very serious. Mm. The our generation, tosasa means not that serious, right. you know. It's like, like a master, a, or yeah. Or it's like a, you know, hey, you know, you like to eat, it's called moktosasa, right? <laughs> you like to uh, drink, we call sudosa So, I just use that slang. Mm. Then, you know, the old menu, everything, all I want to do is just exactly what I always want to do. Hmm. So, did
1: you feel that that was missing from the Seoul dining scene? I mean, because Seoul and Korea has really developed a great, sort of exciting dining scene, even fine dining, right? Yeah. And I don't know how often you were coming back to Korea, but there are other restaurants that have these Michelin stars and that have been very uh, influenced by the French, Japanese, and Korean um, influences. So what did you think that you could do that was different and you can offer something y- unique?
0: You know like uh, all I want to do is I want to make the food that I think um, it's me. Uh-huh. So I left when I was young age. So like 떡볶이 you know 떡볶이 and all that stuff mm-hmm. like it's very very important to me but I know that the fine dining doesn't use it. Mm-hmm. But I like to use it. Even jampong, you know when I come to Korea I have to eat jampong and jajangmyeon because <laughs> uh-huh. That's what I, you know, I grew food up, is what you grew no matter with. what. Yeah. So I want to make something but fun out of it, mm-hmm. but tastes similar but doesn't look like that.
1: So tell us about like a signature dish then. Maybe that encompasses your philosophy right there. Yeah, you the know, like
0: uh, I have a like dessert, um, looks like an egg. Mm-hmm. So it looks exactly like eggshell, but when you eat it, tastes like a, a, um, kind of like a sanghetang theory. Oh. Because, you know, the egg.
1: There's soup in it then? Yeah, it's but soupy- there's no
0: soup. But it's a dessert. But it's a sweet. But when you eat it, you would be like, oh, there's a dates in it. There's uh-huh. like a, a little bit of the weird chicken flavor, but which there's is not chicken. Yeah, all well. that stuff there. And it's a dessert. Yeah.
1: Okay. We're. I think we've pulled up a, a photo of it. Yeah, that looks like it could be breakfast.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. You can break it, you know. So it's whole thing is, Everybody have a stress, right? Mm. So you break it, you you know, you eat it.
1: <laughs> is it sweet then? It is a dessert. It's a, very, so there's yeah, a little It's bit not sweetness too sweet, but yeah, it's
0: a dessert. Okay. Yeah.
1: Wow. Um I think I read somewhere that like a pizza dish is also yeah. one of your signature dishes. Uh-huh. So can you explain that a bit more? So
0: pizza is representing uh totally America actually. Uh, the the crust is the tortilla, mm-hmm. and I put a shaved onion because yeah. Korean people love shaved onion. <laughs> and I make a special sauce, uh-huh. and then put the mushroom, and then tuna. Mm-hmm. And how we serve it is usually they have a painting underneath. Mm-hmm. And the more you eat it, you will see the painting inside. Oh. And it's painting by my mom because that's my mom's favorite food. So all my restaurants have that. That's my signature. And mm-hmm. we tell all the customer: if you don't like it, you're not going to like my food, you should leave.
1: Wow. Has anyone left? Actually, yes. take? Oh.
0: Two people. <laughs> Two people. Yeah. But we took the picture of their face and then I allowed my restaurant. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I guess the tortilla is, because I also read somewhere that your food is, yeah, like American, it's French, it's got Japanese influences, Korean. And then I and then someone said Mexican. I'm like, Mexicans? Is that the tortilla? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Also throughout Absolutely. the menu as well? Some yep. more Mexican? Yeah,
0: because Mexican is America. Uh, true Yeah. Mm. so uh, again like everything just popping in my head because I live there mm-hmm. sometimes it's not really like everybody go how did you come up with this menu how long you've been working with this I'd be like I just made it mm. so
1: you are really on the go I understand you're going tomorrow you have to leave Korea again so yep. you're building this huge food empire restaurant empire openings here and there Um you mentioned the next one is going to be in Hanoi. Hanoi yep. That's also Korean then? or?
0: Well, that would be uh, Japanese-Korean. Japanese-Korean. Yep. And All then right. after that would be Dubai.
1: Mm. What do you see will be sort of like the defining, I don't know, characteristic of the Akira Bek um, sort of brand? What, what, what's your future sort of goal then?
0: You know, um, for now, actually, I want to open as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And I want to open two things. I actually want to open Korean steak which I really believe this concept is awesome. Mm-hmm. And then I want to make a Tosa more casual. Because right now, Tosa is a very, very fine dining. Mm. So you have to sit down and you have to eat for two or three hours, mm-hmm. right? So I want to make that more fun.
1: When you say Korean steak, that means using Korean um, beef? Hanu or?
0: You know, the unfortunately, hanu, you cannot get.
1: Outside of Korea. Outside right? of Korea. Okay.
0: But mm-hmm. the flavor, right. Korean barbecue okay. with American twist. Wow. Well.
1: I think that would be very popular wherever you bring it. So, I wish you the best of luck and thank you so much again for taking the time to join us in the studio. Thank you. Pick some look. Yep.